1: I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm switching to me. And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm an island boy. I'm switching to me. And I'm an island a- boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. Well, my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free. So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy. I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise. And I'm to shout that I'm it with all my boys. I'm a it now, but one day I'll be an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. I'm an island boy. I'm keep it like I'm island boy. I'm an island boy.
2: America sent someone to question President Ramaphosa at South Africa Parliament, weapons Parliament about arming Russia.
3: ...were loaded onto the sanctioned Russian ship, the Lady R, when she docked at your government's naval base in Simonstown last yeah. December. This suggests that the ANC government is actively arming Russian soldiers and... Oh, the Honourable Members, please. Are murdering and maiming innocent people, not only in Ukraine, but also across the African continent. It's been half a year now since the scandal of the Lady R docking in Simonstown broke, and I find it inconceivable that a president worth his salt would not have been briefed on the situation by now. Mr. President, can you confirm whether weapons of war were loaded on board that Russian ship before she left Simonstown? Thank you.
4: Thank you.
5: The Honorable, the leader of
3: the opposition.
6: Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Whilst whilst Mr. Steen Hazen puffs off his anger and uh, uh, is uh, performing, I wanted to say, men, uh, Honorable Stian Hazen, Simonstown, it's not what you call your government's. Uh, Simons Town it is South Africa's it belongs to the people of South Africa No. no I wanted to correct you and I want you to be patriotic and regard installations as important as those as belonging to the people of South Africa so I want you not to be derisive and I don't want you also to be as insulting as you are about things and uh, installations such as those. It belongs to the people of South Africa. Having said that, we are all aware of the news that we all became aware of of uh, the Lady R and that whole matter, Honorable Stian Hazen, being looked into It's being no it isn't it's being looked into and uh, whilst the process continues i want you to allow that process to continue to reach its fruition i know that you are so keen you are so keen and you are so Interested in knowing exactly what happened. The matter. Yes, the matter is being looked into and uh, in time. In time, we'll be able to
0: speak about it. And one thing you got to realize, fam, you know, when it comes to the war and what's going on, we as people of color, of people who forefathers came over here <coughs> on cargo slave ships and the indigenous people of this land see the trail of how America do they thing. And when they fighting against war Russia they going to they're not going to really put their face in the camera to speak those things that they wrote down. They they always, you know, they always put, I don't understand why black people are speaking these dialogues that what white people want them to say. You know, so these old handkerchief Negroes right here, you know, you want to keep on going with the Caucasian man policy, but at the end of the day, you're still a handkerchief Negro. You're a Negro wanting to be a white man, and because he put you in a position, and now they they now instead of you see 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 the playback is now he could they could say put this white man white man on and say well we gonna declare war on South Africa so they're gonna have a black man that's what this is a y'all fam this is another thing of a handkerchief Negro and how they work yo because this is the agenda the white man saying that um, um, South Africa is giving Putin weapon so if South Africa doing that it's a consequence instead of a white person doing it they're gonna have a black man saying this. These are what we had to watch out for, fam. These handkerchief Negroes.
5: Into South
4: Russia. Africa. South Africa. There's a storm brewing in Pretoria. The U.S. envoy to South Africa made an explosive claim. He says South Africa is arming Russia. Listen to this.
7: The government of South Africa is in fact not, not aligned. Amongst the things that we noted were the docking of the Russian cargo ship Lady R in Simonstown between December sixth and December eighth, twenty two, which we are confident uploaded weapons, ammunition onto that vessel in Simonstown as it made its way back to Russia, which does not suggest to us the actions of a non aligned country.
4: He says the US is confident that weapons and ammunition were uploaded on the Russian ship. Where did he say this happened? At Simons Town near Cape Town, home to South Africa's largest naval base. Now this is a very serious allegation. South Africa claims to be a neutral country in this war. It has refused to condemn Moscow. President Cyril Ramaphosa addressed the South African parliament yesterday. He said the matter was being looked into and that South Africa will, will be able to speak about it. "Quote unquote, in time. That doesn't sound good at all. It's a diplomatic nightmare for the allegedly neutral country, In while the US has welcomed Ramaphosa's pro.
7: It certainly would be a, a, a welcome uh, step, but uh, again, uh, you know, the deeply concerning piece of this is the, uh, the docking of a uh, sanctioned Russian vessel at a, a South African uh, naval port.
4: And while Russia's supposed covert ally is being grilled, Ukraine's allies are sending weapons non stop. The UK will send the Storm Shadow missiles to Ukraine. What are these? Long range missiles. This makes the UK the first country to send such weapons to Ukraine. British Defence Minister Ben Wallace spoke about it yesterday.
3: Today I can confirm that the UK is donating Storm Shadow missiles to Ukraine. Storm Shadow is a long range, conventional only precision strike capability. It complements the long-range systems already gifted including HIMARS and harpoon missiles as well as Ukraine's own Neptune cruise missile and longer range missions elsewhere gifted. The donation of these weapon systems gives Ukraine the best chance to defend themselves against Russia's continued brutality.
4: He was quick to add that the Storm Shadows complement other long-range systems it makes it seem like this is not an escalation but like i said the uk is the first country to give long-range missiles to kiev it's something ukrainian president Zelensky has been asking for for a while now, now american
2: sends warning to south, south africa. africa must step down as, CEO.
3: down as twitter ceo he's passing on the mantle of chief twit he made the announcement in this Twitter post yesterday. He says she will be starting in six weeks. But who is his chosen successor? Who will the Twitter crown pass on to? Apparently, this person. Her name is Linda Yakarino. She's the head of advertising for the media company NBC Universal. That's the media house that owns Universal Studios, DreamWorks and MSNBC, among a host of other things. Yakarino has been working with NBC Universal since 2011, mostly in advertising and partnerships. She's been credited with monetizing NBC's vast network of properties. Basically, she's a top advertising executive. So it makes sense that she might become Twitter CEO, because the platform could really use her expertise. Twitter has been hemorrhaging advertisers since Musk bought it last year. A lot of the platform's old clients weren't happy with Musk's devil-may-care approach, especially his offers of amnesty to people that had been banned, like Kanye West. The rapper, who now goes by the name Ye, was allowed back on Twitter last November, and he promptly went on to post anti-Semitic comments. He was booted again soon after, but the damage was done, which has mostly been Musk's approach to the platform, regarding hate speech at least. He lets the bigots back and then watches them get kicked off again. But not before they end up spreading vitriol. And that's what advertisers had a problem with. No one wants their ads to feature right after a hate tweet. Top advertisers like Coca-Cola, Unilever, Jeep, and Wells Fargo. See,
0: all these are right here, they talking my anti-hate. Hey, you, hear, you hear the slick talk that he talking. This is all about these Jewish people. Because they own the own majority of the stuff that's going on in the TV world. And they want to put all this out here and do all this little slick semantic stuff. This is what they do. These are what the Jewish community does.
3: Had pulled their ads by January. Ad revenue was down by over 60%. Musk was scrambling for other sources of income. He tried to push Twitter Blue, the paid subscription option on the app. It was launched, relaunched, and relaunched again globally. But reports say it hasn't made much of an impact. So maybe that's why Musk is looking at Linda Yaccarino to succeed him. She understands the ad business. And she spent years working with advertisers. Maybe she can get them to overlook Musk's chaotic antics, and perhaps restart Twitter's tried and tested revenue stream. But what will Musk do six weeks from now when his successor arrives? Go back to looking after his other companies? like electric vehicle maker Tesla or private rocket firm SpaceX or brain chip company Neuralink. Musk does have other things to keep him occupied. But it doesn't look like he's done with his $44 billion purchase just yet. Look at his tweet again. He says he will transition into being Twitter's executive chairperson and chief technology officer. Well that's what CTO is supposed to stand for. You'd never really know with Musk though. He says after the new CEO arrives, he will still be overseeing product, software and sysops. Sounds quite hands-on. What happens if there's a power struggle? Will the CEO be able to fire the billionaire? We'll probably find out sooner rather than later. Twitter has had five CEOs in 17 years. Will the sixth one be able to rescue the social media giant and survive Musk?
8: So essentially, uh, now from two different sources, we have confirmation. And I've talked to one of those sources myself that there's something within the vaccines that is being considered as a bioweapon, which is again, not a new term, but that this particular component within the vaccines, it's almost like a payload. And I think of a payload, what, is it, what does that mean? A payload, a payload is like when there's a detonation, you have a truck or a trailer and it's got a bunch of dynamite or explosives on it. So they call it a payload. It's designed to deliver... A, a massive eruption or detonation. So they call it a payload because it's not, a, 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 it wouldn't be like a normal um, onslaught. It would be like a massive onslaught. And so there's going to be a payload with some type of pathogen that will be activated by a, sequ- a sequence of 5G bursts. And these will be basically off of uh, 16 to 18 gigahertz frequency, and it will be essentially three bursts that will be sequential and last a minute. And those will be designed, those bursts will actually create a signal that will release this payload that is within the hydrogel component of the vaccines. So what exactly is in there? There's supposed to be three pathogens, and these three pathogens are... Um, I'm not 100% sure what these pathogens are, but one of them is what they call the Marburg virus, which is essentially a pathogen that mimics the hemorrhagic fever, that creates a hemorrhagic fever uh, component. It's, it's similar to that.
0: Now, fam, we got to realize now that Russia is about to ban the United States from getting the oil. So, we're going to check it out and analyze how these foods got us in the situation we're in now
7: guys russian president vladimir putin and saudi crown prince Mohammed bin salman have reportedly expressed satisfaction with oil markets following a phone call over the weekend which is sure to raise eyebrows in washington according to reports from russian state media putin and mbs had a friendly and constructive conversation on friday in the wake of OPEC's production cuts of about 1.2 million barrels per day with russia chipping in with a half million bpd of its own The leaders agreed to build up contacts in specific areas of cooperation, according to a statement from the Kremlin. Following months of sagging oil prices, which were partly due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and multiple bank failures in the US and Europe, oil prices have jumped about 5% on the news of the OPEC, cut and have since stabilized in the $80 range. The OPEC basket, a posted price that doesn't trade, was going for about $84. This is good news for Putin, who is relying on oil revenue to fund his war efforts in Eastern Europe. Russian seaborne cargoes are under a fixed price cap of $1.60. And Russia has been seeking new buyers as the EU attempts to wean itself off its crude dependency. Despite the bans, Russia has emerged as the top oil supplier to India, the world's third largest importer after China. Ironically, the U.S. was the planet's largest importer, buying 6.1 million barrels per day, while simultaneously being its largest producer, which underscores why President Joe Biden traveled with cap in hand to visit MBS in Riyadh last October to urge the Saudis to pump more oil. Instead, they've cut almost 3 million BPD since then, straining relations. Saudi Arabia has also cozied up to China in recent weeks after joining the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, along with India, prompting speculation that it is teaming up with Biden's geopolitical rivals to displace the US dollar as the default currency for crude oil payments. OPEC has almost always had a policy of defending market share and will face increasingly stiff competition from the US as its production continues to rise and domestic demand goes down, freeing up more of its own barrels for export. OPEC's output cut decision is helping Russia as well as the planned supply cut has lifted global oil prices and at the same time narrowed the discounts for Russian oil against Brent. This latest step by Saudi Arabia away from the US and towards the China-Russia axis should come as no surprise to anyone who has been watching developments in the kingdom since the rise of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman or MBS from around 2015. At the time when he was not yet the Crown Prince but the Deputy Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman had aspirations to take the top spot in succession after the death of King Salman. However, his tenure as defense minister was met with criticism due to his handling of the war against the Houthis in Yemen, including indiscriminate bombing of civilian targets, which led to the German intelligence service, BND, leaking an internal assessment report of MBS to trusted members of the press. The report stated that Saudi Arabia under MBS had adopted an impulsive policy of intervention and described him as a political gambler who was destabilizing the Arab world through proxy wars in Yemen and Syria. In an attempt to rebuild his reputation and gain support from senior Saudis who backed his rival, MBS came up with an idea to float a stake in Saudi Aramco, the kingdom's flagship company, through an initial public offering, IPO. The idea had several potential benefits, including raising much-needed funds to offset the economically disastrous effect of the 2014-2016 oil price war, boosting Saudi Arabia's reputation, and providing money to support the Vision 2030 development plan aimed at diversifying the kingdom's economy. MBS pitched the idea to senior Saudis with specific benchmarks, including a 5% flotation of the company, raising at least $100 billion and listing on the New York Stock Exchange or the London Stock Exchange. However, as more information was made known about Saudi Aramco to international investors, they regarded it as a toxic liability financially and politically, and none of the targets were met. To save face, China offered to buy the entire 5% stake for the required $100 billion in a private placement, ensuring that no potentially embarrassing details would be made public, including to senior Saudis who opposed MBS. This offer was accepted and has apparently never been forgotten by MBS. Although King Salman declined the offer at the time, Saudi Arabia and China's relationship continued to blossom. By 2022, Saudi Aramco's CEO, Amin Nasser, expressed that, Ensuring the security of China's energy needs was a top priority for them for the next 50 years. Similarly, Saudi Arabia's relationship with Russia also grew stronger, especially after the 2014 to 2016 oil price war, which had severely damaged Saudi Arabia's credibility with other OPEC members and the global oil market. At that point, Russia stepped in to support the OPEC oil production cuts in late 2016, and this support continued and formalized into the OPEC Plus grouping. China was in a position to broker the relationship normalization deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, the leaders of the Sunni and Shia Islamic worlds, respectively. The UN surpassed the dollar in monthly trading volume in February for the first time, and the difference became more pronounced in March, according to data compiled by Bloomberg, based on daily transaction reports from the Moscow Exchange. Since China's President Xi Jinping's visit to Moscow in March, Russia has deepened its ties with China. The finance ministry converted its market operations to the UN instead of the dollar earlier this year and developed a new structure for the National Wealth Fund to hold 60% of its assets in UN. However, China's capital account controls and geopolitical concerns remain a barrier to promoting the currency's usage overseas. Despite this, commodity imports from Russia to China are up by 29%, although exports from China are stagnating. What do you think about the Russia and Saudi Arabia's reliance on China in the face of Western sanctions and the shift away from the U.S. dollar in international trade? It is clear that both Russia and Saudi Arabia have turned to China in the face of Western sanctions and the shift away from the U.S. dollar in international trade. This trend has been developing for several years, with both countries recognizing the need to diversify their economic and political relationships beyond the traditional Western sphere of influence. China's growing economic power and global influence has made it an attractive partner for both Russia and Saudi Arabia. The two countries have deepened their ties with China in areas such as energy, trade, and investment, as well as in geopolitical and strategic matters. In particular, the shift away from the US dollar in international trade Has given China greater leverage and influence in the global economy. As the UN gains more prominence as a currency for international trade, China is well positioned to benefit from this trend, given its large foreign exchange reserves and growing economic clout. At the same time, the reliance on China also poses risks for both Russia and Saudi Arabia. China's own economic and political priorities may not always align with those of its partners, and the Chinese government's control over its economy and financial system can limit the flexibility and autonomy of its partners. Moreover, as China seeks to promote the UN as an alternative to the US dollar, it faces challenges such as capital account controls and geopolitical concerns among global investors. This may limit the currency's usage overseas and pose risks to its stability. Overall, the shift towards China reflects a broader trend of geopolitical and economic realignment away from the US-dominated global order. As China's influence continues to grow, its partnerships with Russia and Saudi Arabia are likely to become even more important, but also more complex and challenging to navigate.
9: Bet you didn't know that Native Americans were about that life. In 1958, the KKK started intimidating Black and Native American folks in a small town called Maxton, North Carolina. Every Saturday night, they drove through the streets, terrorizing non-white people. They burned crosses, broke windows, and even rented a small field in their community for a KKK rally. I'm telling you the disrespect was crazy, but the Native American Lumbee tribe said, not on my watch. The night of the rally, the tribe decided to pull up. Black folks in the community were like, hey, we'll come through. But the Lumbee tribe said, don't worry about it. When they got to the field, the tribe started putting in that work eyewitness reports said the first thing they did was shoot out the only light in the field plunging the clan into total darkness yeah that's that bane energy i was born in it molded by it they even stole one of their kkk banners as a souvenir that's crazy the story goes that the clan ran away like the cowards we all know them to be and that's on black and native american solidarity
10: bet you didn't know zimbabwe central bank has sold around 40 million u.s dollars worth of gold back digital tokens, that's despite the IMF warning the African country against doing so and urging it to liberalize the national foreign exchange market. Here's how Zimbabwe's bank chief explained the move.
2: The issuance of the gold-backed digital tokens is meant to expand the value preserving instruments available in the economy.
10: A gold-backed token is a digital currency that is backed by physical gold. The currency's value is based on the current market price of gold that can be used for transactions just like any other type of cryptocurrency. It is often more stable than other digital currencies and can also be used as a hedge against inflation. If the price of gold rises, the value of the currency will also increase. Gold-backed tokens can be bought and sold on exchanges, just like other types of cryptocurrency, and can also be used to purchase goods and services online. Zimbabwe has been suffering from massive inflation for years, which previously led to the national currency being swapped for the U.S. dollar. While the recently reintroduced Zimbabwean dollar remains unstable and pressed by other foreign currencies. The government has resorted to using new crypto assets, following the examples of Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa. Zimbabwe wants to reduce the American dollars monopoly in the country, also facing U.S. sanctions over alleged human rights abuses. Zambian journalist Austin Kaluba says the U.S. sanctions against Zimbabwe are unjustified as Washington contributes to economic woes across the whole region.
11: The move is going to hit the U.S.-Zimbabwean resources. For one thing, the U.S. has never been to any good in salvaging the Zimbabwean economy in short they are also part of the part of the problem i say so because of their actions they are continued you know in of sanctions in zimbabwe despite the mugabe regime not being in office it is a clear example that the they would love the sanctions to go ahead it was not even about mugabe's bad governance perceived bad governance but the continued uh, imposition of sanctions in Zimbabwe have really strained the relationship the economic you know performance of most southern African countries and this is very sad it has had a very negative effect on all the countries in southern Africa
1: or black people started making communities where they could accumulate wealth. Organizations like the KKK and white supremacists decided that that didn't get to exist. Places like Black Wall Street, Rosewood, multiple others were burned to the ground and everyone was killed. Anyone that survived, all of their information was burned inside their houses. When black people went to the banks to retrieve their money, to rebuild everything, the banks said, no, all of their bank cards have been burned. They couldn't get their money back. All of those banks still exist and still have all their money and it's all accumulated wealth. White people from that particular time in that area were able to get their money back. This is why reparations are necessary to atone for our actions. We literally created poverty on purpose
0: for multiple people. Hey, uh... So, uh... I was was checking some of this out. You know, I was listening to it, y'all fam. You know, France supposed to be, whatever I'm going to let y'all feel, I'm going to let y'all listen to it. France supposed to be trying to deal with China. And then France said that they going to leave the United States alone. See, ah, red flag came up like that. Because France and America and all them, them the same people. They bleed the blame blood. They trying to get in, in 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 the China and making moves, manipulating China like they've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now China, go for it if you want to. The red flag just took off for me when I heard this. So maybe he got some more good information. Let's
2: analyze that happening on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. European powerhouses like Germany and France, both of whom are strategic US allies, are doing the exact opposite. They are moving away from the United States and are hawkish politicians who every day march closer and closer to war and instead are choosing to build a stronger relationship with China. The biggest news story came when French President Macron personally visited Beijing and met with Xi Jinping. Very quickly, the French president dropped a bombshell on the Americans when he said, Europe cannot blindly follow the United States lead and should avoid getting dragged into crises that are not our own. This comment, of course, refers to the ongoing battle between the US and China over Taiwan. You wanna see how much this angered Americans? Just listen to conservative radio host Mark Levine.
5: And look what this bastard does to us, the president of France. He goes over to China at the height of tensions, stabs us in the back, says he will not support us. He's provoking the Chinese to act, talks about autonomy. You can stick your autonomy, France, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Of course, The New York Times followed with an article entitled, French Diplomacy Undercuts US Efforts to Reign China In. But let's be honest here. The last time the French tried to warn Americans against doing something insanely stupid was back in 2003, when the US pressured our allies to support an unjustified invasion of Iraq. The Iraq war was a farce and an absolute disaster for the Middle East. So let's give the French president some grace as he cautiously seeks to avoid another disastrous American war. But Macron's comments didn't stop with China. In fact, he doubled down and also criticized Europe's efforts in Ukraine. Europeans cannot resolve the crisis in Ukraine. How can we credibly say on Taiwan, watch out, if you do something wrong, will be there. Let's be honest, how do Europeans have any credibility to resolve issues in Asia when they can't tend to security issues in their own backyard? In this article from Foreign Policy, author Benjamin Haddad, who is a member of the French Parliament goes on to write, The European Union should find its own voice in world affairs, and not let its worldview and interest be shaped by others, whether in Washington or Beijing. Though US policymakers may not be ready to hear it, the uncomfortable truth is that Macron is saying out loud what many European partners quietly believe. And that belief is that despite pressure from America, France finally needs to take a stand and act in the best interest of Europe. And other nations are now following suit. Just look at what the Germans are doing to counter America's efforts in containing China. The New York Times first broke this story last week with an article entitled, As the US tries to isolate China, German companies move closer. This article shows the truth of the situation. The fallout from sanctions against Russia have absolutely devastated Europe. Europe is now in the middle of an energy crisis that will last many years. and German companies have no other option but to pivot to China. Let's take Volkswagen, which operates more than 40 factories in China. The German auto company announced intentions to invest billions more in local Chinese partnerships production sites in 2023 as part of Volkswagen's new campaign called In China for China. The China market is simply too important for the survival of the German automobile industry. Volkswagen, along with Mercedes and BMW, sell roughly one-third... All vehicles they produce in China, exceeding sales in all of Western Europe. But this German pivot to China goes well beyond the auto industry. BASF, the leading chemical company, operates 30 production facilities in China and just announced it will spend 10 billion euros constructing a new chemical production complex in China that will even rival the size of its German headquarters. Throughout Germany, executives are aware of such investments run contrary to efforts by the United States to isolate China economically. Economically. However, after the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline, which, by the way, has become very apparent who was behind the attack (wink, wink), the Germans have seen their entire economic model evaporate. For years, Germany made immense profits by producing high-quality products using cheap Russian gas. But that business model was destroyed when 500 kilograms of explosives made its way to the bottom of the ocean floor and blew up. The russian gas lines that germany and all of europe so desperately needed as a result european executives realize one solution from the energy nightmare is generating more revenue from the world's largest consumer market china basf's chief executive Martin Brudemuller said earnings from China allowed the company to effectively offset losses from Europe's high energy costs. He states without the business in China, the necessary restructuring here would not be so possible. Name me just one investment in Europe where we could make money. Can you believe that? BASF, one of Germany's largest companies just said that because of the ongoing energy crisis in Europe, there isn't a single alternative investment in Europe that would be financially profitable. Now you can understand why these German companies are moving closer to China. German automakers are in the same position. With high energy and labor costs, auto companies depend on revenue from China to help underwrite operations in Europe. If these European companies were to blindly follow the US into conflict with China, it would literally lead to bankruptcy and devastation of the entire European continent. But this leads us to a bigger story, because we know the war in Ukraine is not coming to an end anytime soon. The US government has made it clear that ceasefire is not an option and the US is willing to arm Ukraine and fight Russia for as long as possible which, quite frankly, will be a disaster for Europe in the long term. So just how bad is the energy crisis in Europe? Well, according to Bloomberg, it has already cost the EU $1 trillion, and relief on global gas markets isn't expected until 2026. What makes matters worse? On April 15th, Germany officially shut down its final nuclear power plants, which is only going to accelerate the European energy crisis further. Germany first announced plans to phase out nuclear power in 2011, but after Europe sanctioned Russian gas, Many hoped that Germany would keep their reactors running to produce clean, low-cost energy for the continent. However, Germany stuck with its plan, shut down its nuclear energy, and is now scrambling to produce enough electricity. Germany had no other option last year but to revert to coal in 2022 coal accounted for 33 percent of electricity production in germany a 30 percent increase from the previous year europe is facing an absolute crisis and trading with china is not going to be enough europe must find an energy solution but with every crisis there is an opportunity so let me tell you about today's sponsor which is tied directly to the natural gas needs of europe and if you're an investor you I study
12: the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a sell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't wanna go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking, what's the gift in me? Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some tryna get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them. I'm still human. I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me for ruin. I so every day I still chase what I think I'm losing and pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid, why do I feel I'm unable double minded, I'm unstable, wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel was living life like Cain cause I was jealous of Abel, God told me look up child, I just wanna save you, I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this for you I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss, every time I drop a hit I still don't feel the bliss, and deep down I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin you transformed my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them, transformed my gift so now I can't even rap with
0: him. I need to use my talents because the devil be distracting them. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Fade. First of all, I want to thank the Most High for all he do for us, y'all, knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and I thank you, Yahweh Shai. For all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. And I want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. I want to thank y'all for coming into the Code Breaker. We break down all types of codes. We make our own codes so they won't check out and see how they how we what we talking about. So, you know, this is the code breaker about a whole lot of stuff. So we're gonna break down different types of code, how society and the world has set us set us back, and they using different types of codes, hitting agenda, hitting words, wordplay to get over. So now I came across this right here about this black guy in court and he is a black judge and some white people uh, going against him. So he's talking about he's talking about something. I want y'all to check out. I really want y'all to check it out and um, listen to what the case is about. He's in court and I want y'all to listen to him. We're going to listen together and analyze y'all I haven't heard it. So we're gonna listen together and we're gonna analyze this and we'll pick up the ones that can't pick it up and I'll break it down to you so you won't get missed. All right? We're gonna
5: analyze. Where would they take it to get US dollars? Where would they take it? They would take it out of my trash. Out of your trucks. Where is this trust located? Oh, I have a trust in Okay, let's say we all do. And not accepting your premise, but let's say we all do. Where is your trust located? I'm not sure where it's located, Yana. So if they wanted US dollars for this thing you purport to be a check, you can't tell them where to take it. In The treasury? Which treasury? The US treasury. Oh, so they have to go to the U.S. Treasury with this thing that purports to be a check. Really? They're p- Pulling from the treasury. That's why they asked for my information. Who is pulling from the treasury? Peninsula Place, Your Honor. So Peninsula Place is pulling from the U.S. Treasury. I got the account attached to my name, or my social and my information. Oh,
0: they're pulling from the U.S. Treasury because of that? So what are you doing, fam? I guess somebody take him to court and they said, you know, through your Social Security, you got a trust on your Social Security. Behind your Social Security number, you got a trust with red letters and there's money in your trust. And he said that the people are taking the money out of his trust, so they should be able to take the money. Just like and I I know most of y'all haven't heard. I haven't got on. They've been kicking my man off. They've been throwing a little knowledge about your bank. I mean, when you get a um your your um electric bill and that amount due, you know you're supposed to sign it. You you don't have to send no money. You had to sign it and send it back to them, and they can take it out of your trust. You know what I'm saying? So. When, he, when I heard this, that reflected back to uh, a couple of shows I had did last year about this situation. So let's analyze and see what's going on, fam. Say that
5: again? So because of that, they're pulling from the U.S. Treasury. I mean, They're charging the account that. So this account has my information tied into it, which is which is showing that it's already prepaid. So what they're trying to do is make me, Peninsula is trying to make me repay. You've never paid anything. So they're not trying to make you repay. They're trying to make you pay. So how did we get here if I never provide if I, if I provided my information to Vanessa's place? We got here because you have never provided them anything okay. to pay on this account. In U.S. dollars, or anything evidencing U.S. dollars. That's how we're here. For five months. You haven't done that. Okay, so, in the, in the, um, in the contract, it says payment, and then specify what type of payment. I'm asking if you, you paid them in U.S. dollars, not paying in credit. But you have no credit. Yeah, this is evidence. In order, hold on. In order to pay in credit, if you will, you must have something that evidences a balance on that. I've already asked you once. Why not? I'll ask you again. Show me something that evidences the credit. That shows the credit. This birth certificate and the social security number showing my line of credit that I applied. So how much is in that line of credit? How much is in the line of credit? If you got a line of credit, it's got to have a value. So how much is in it? I believe everybody has a billion dollars. I didn't ask everybody. I'm asking how much is in your line of credit? Well, with the peninsula place, whatever. No, I'm asking you. You're saying that your birth certificate in the Social Security, you have a line of credit. I don't believe that to be the case what the heck let's ask you how much is then in your line of credit so if you're not sure how much is in there and you give them this thing that evidences, as you're saying uh, just take this one month of $662.12 you don't know if that can be subtracted from that credit you're supposed to pay I'm a. I'm believing at least a billion dollars worth of credit. Oh, you have a billion dollars worth of credit. We all have credit. Well, I'm not worried at this point about anybody else's credit. I'm worried about yours. You're saying you have a billion dollars. But you have nothing that shows me that you have a billion dollars worth of credit. plaintiff is claiming that you owe them three thousand three hundred twenty dollars seventeen cents. Tell me every reason why I should not give them a judgment for that amount. Going against the Michigan Consumer Protection Act. What particular provision are you claiming of the Michigan Consumer Protection Act? Enter into a consumer transaction which the consumer waives or purports to waive right benefit or immunity I'm provided by on by unless a waiver in public stage and the consumer has specified consent to it. I never gave no consent. What have they asked you to waive? Is that where they act and get waived? Mm-hmm. My rights. To As what? Consumer. Is it and, consumer of what?
0: that
5: a consumer, what? Yeah. oh this, right? What rights did they ask you to wear? My interest. What interest? My interest in this in it's so-called
0: contract. So some of the guys that be going out here rolling with that, you know, they had to make sure that they do their homework because everything. If you going out here listening to these guys. And, and these things that they do say is true because all of it's gonna lead to the courtroom. And when you go to the courtroom and you got to present your case why this and why that, you're gonna have to have all guns on barrel, man. Because the system is already rigged. They already, you hearing how he wanted him to say particular thing because there's legal wordplay that you got to play. That's why you got to get that block. That black law dictionary. So if you if you're dealing with certain th- different things, you gonna lead into the courtroom. So you got to have your black law dictionary. If you're selling dope, if you're doing crooked, or you're trying to start a business, or whatever, I provide you. I, you know, I prefer y'all to go out here and get these, get these um, these law things because they got these word plays that y'all think that means something, but it don't really mean what you think it is. They play a lot of word play on us, fam. You got to realize this. Going in them people's courtroom. And then you got people that look like us. Handkerchief. Want to be a handkerchief. Want to be a handkerchief Negro. You know what I'm saying? So you got to deal with that too because he's looking at you like you doodle water, doodle paper, in the doodle water.
1: Is Amanchukwa. It means I know God, and I'm glad to say that I do. I'm here today to talk about uh, this book here. My name is John Amanchukwa, as I stated earlier. It's called It's Perfectly Normal for Students 10 and Up. This book details all kinds of sexual images, pictures of elderly people, nude. Pictures of an individual who's in a wheelchair with his penis out. All of these sexual pornographic images are made available and placed at the fingertips of children. And I'm sure, Dr. Cruz, I don't know if you knew about this before you signed on, but hopefully this is something that you can address and deal with, because this is immoral and asinine to allow children to be able to see this. Also, this book even shows images of... Two women having sex, a man and a woman having sex, and two men having sex. That's not perfectly normal. Who decides what's normal? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Or do parents decide what should be placed at the fingertips and allowed to be taught to their children in the school system? I'll read some of this for you. It says, after a bit, a person's vagina becomes moist and slippery, and the clitoris becomes hard. After sir, a I, bit, a person's excuse, penis, Pastor, Pastor, penis becomes gonna, erect, stiff, me. and larger. Pastor. Sometimes a bit of clear Pastor. fluid that may contain Pastor. the sperm comes out of the tip of the penis and makes Pastor. it wet. Can we, sir? I'm sorry. I, I'm, Is there, did I, was it something I said? was it something I said if you don't want to hear it in a school board meeting why should children be able to check it out of the school system see we have perverts that are perverting our kids and you all sit back smug in your chairs and celebrate diversity, equity and inclusion but you don't want me to read it so you can hear it why does it bother you yes or no You can't answer that question, you wanna know why? Because politically speaking, you can't say that is wrong. You probably are a Christian man, but many Christians today have become more Democrat than Christian. Some Republicans have become more Republican than Christian. I'm not trying to win an election. I don't get my talking points from the RNC or the DNC. I get my talking points from the B-I-B-L-E, from the Bible and you don't want me to read the filth because it exposes the truth how dare you tell me to stop reading it if you don't want to hear it why should the children have to see it
9: pastor your time is is, the time is up thank you
10: that Teaching this radical LGBT grooming agenda in schools. It's one thing if parents want to do that on their own time, that is a parent's right to do that with some exceptions, of course. But to bring this in and bake this into a public school curriculum is wrong. And meanwhile, Chinese students are learning.
0: See, fam, this is what um, TikTok be doing. When you throwing this stuff out like that, they'll, they'll cut it off. That's why other people need to start making other apps so other people can be doing, you know, getting the information that they knew for for real and for free. For the people. This is what they do when you spitting out information. That's why you got all these media outlets and stuff like that. They, They funky. They forward. They compromise. Let's analyze.
13: This war is about to enter a dangerous phase. Russian nukes are now not just near Ukraine, but they are close to NATO's borders too. For the first time since the fall of the Soviet Union, Russia has deployed these bombs outside the country. It's a move that cannot be taken lightly, but today it finally pulled the trigger. Russian nuclear weapons are going to Belarus.
6: The transfer of nuclear weapons has begun.
3: It has already begun. Yes, it has already begun. The weapons are already in Belarus? Maybe. I'll take a look when I go back.
13: That was Alexander Lukashenko, the President of Belarus, and a loyal ally of Vladimir Putin. Lukashenko has kept his promise. His country is now playing host to Russian nukes. The West has denounced these deployments. What made Putin resort to nuclear weapons? What is the Russian President's endgame? Let's deep dive. The war in Ukraine is in its 15th month. And both sides are battling for every inch of territory. A counter-offensive by Ukraine could begin soon, which some say has already started. But Russia is preparing. Moscow is responding with nuclear weapons. The plan was announced back in March. Belarus said today, the warheads are on the move. Who are these weapons for? Ukraine. That's a no-brainer. But there could be more targets. Look at the map. Belarus shares a border with three NATO members, Poland, Lithuania and Latvia. So these countries too can be potential targets. What kind of warheads are these? Tactical warheads. They are small in size and they are used for a limited strike. So they won't be able to destroy big cities, but they can obliterate small areas. That's their purpose. The nukes in Belarus will be controlled by Russia. So no change in ownership. but. If a nuclear strike is ordered, Belarus could execute it on Russia's orders. They were given missiles that can carry these warheads. Some aircraft have been converted too. Belarusian Sukhoi-25 will be able to carry nukes. The Sukhoi-25 is a Russian warplane. The Air Force of Belarus has them. In their fleet, Belarusian servicemen got some training too. So everything is in place. The question is, why now? The Russian Defense Minister has dropped some hints. He was in Minsk to finalise some specifics about this arrangement to store the nukes. Listen to his comments. The collective West is essentially waging an undeclared war against our countries. The West was doing all it could to prolong and escalate the armed conflict in Ukraine. Allow me to simplify that. Russia says, the war in Ukraine has turned into a proxy battle and the West wants to extend the conflict. By arming the Ukrainian forces, that's the allegation by Russia. So the nukes are deterrence, a way for Russia to take control and perhaps influence the outcome of this war. The US has called Russia's move irresponsible.
7: I would say that we strongly condemn the arrangement. As we have made clear, the use of chemical, biological or nuclear weapons in this conflict would be met with severe consequences.
13: Washington has condemned the move. But what are they doing to stop Moscow? Will it change its own nuclear posture? Will America reinforce its own nuclear deterrence? The answer to that question is a no. For now, the U.S. has decided to do
10: nothing. Uh, We have not seen any reason to adjust our own nuclear posture. You've heard us say that before, nor any indications uh, Russia is preparing to use nuclear weapons for Belarus. uh, Speaking uh, uh, to that particular uh, issue, this is yet another example uh, of uh, making irresponsible and provocative choices. So we remain committed to uh, collective defense of the NATO alliance and I'll just leave it there.
13: So the U.S. won't change its posture, but its ally, Japan, thinks differently They are worried about Russia's nukes. Today, Tokyo announced fresh sanctions on Moscow. They condemned Russia's actions
3: too. We are aware of the announcement by both Russia and Belarus. As the only country to have suffered atomic bombings during wartime, Japan never accepts Russia's nuclear menace, let alone its use.
13: A nuclear menace? Japan is not mincing its words there. Expect this war of words to intensify. What about the actual war in Ukraine? Well, the fighting is escalating. Today, Russia targeted Kiev again. More missiles and drones were launched towards Ukraine's capital. Ukraine said it shot down 10 missiles and 25 drones. There were no casualties. Russia is making moves in Crimea too. This week, Russian officials seized an apartment there. Guess who it belonged to? Volodymyr Zelensky, the President of Ukraine. Reports say the property will be auctioned. But these small matters, this war is about to enter a dangerous phase. Russian nukes are now not just near Ukraine, but they are close to NATO's borders too. For the first time since the fall of the Soviet Union, Russia has deployed these bombs outside the country. It's a move that cannot be taken lightly.
4: But today, it finally pulled the trigger. US versus China. Today, China fired a salvo, It, its first major strike really. China has banned an American company, a memory chip giant called Micron Technology. On what grounds? China says it poses a national security risk. So it has banned the chips from key infrastructure projects. And what is America's response? It says China's actions and accusations have no basis in fact, but observers see it for what it is. It's a tit-for-tat move from Beijing. Remember, Washington has been trying to curtail China's computer chip industry for a while now. The campaign is being led by U.S. President Joe Biden. He's been urging allies to counter China's chip dominance. And now China has fired back. What does it mean for the company, for the chip industry, and for the world? Our next report explains.
3: The U.S.-China chip war. It's one of the battlefields where the world's two biggest economies are trading blows. The fight is over advanced computer chips and the ability to make and use them. Over the past year, Washington has been on the attack. It blocked China's access to chip-making equipment and urged allies like Japan and South Korea to restrict chip sales. Overall, the US has been tightening the screws. But yesterday, China struck back. It announced a ban on US giant Micron technology. Micron's products cannot be used for key infrastructure in China. And what constitutes key infrastructure? Whatever Beijing wants. China has loose definitions which help it exploit situations like this. But observers say that Micron chips will be banned in sectors ranging from telecoms to transport and finance. How is China justifying this ban? By saying that Micron failed its network security review and that Micron's products are a threat to China's national security.
13: I want to stress that the relevant review is to prevent cybersecurity issues of the product from endangering the security of key national information infrastructure. It is a necessary measure to protect national security.
3: The review was conducted by the Cyberspace Administration of China or CAC, It says it has come to the conclusion that Micron products should be banned. On what grounds? Which products? The CAC hasn't given any details yet. Most observers think this move is more about politics than security. It was a shot fired at the US. Look at the timing. The announcement was made yesterday while the G7 summit was taking place in nearby Japan. It came when US President Joe Biden said the G7 nations had agreed to look at their relationships with China. The G7 nations want to counter what they call China's economic coercion. They want to de-risk and diversify their ties with Beijing. So it seems that China hit back with the Micron ban. Micron says it looks forward to continuing to engage in discussions with Chinese authorities. What choice does it have? Remember, China is a lucrative market. Last year, about 10% of Micron's $30 billion revenue came from mainland China. It's about 16% if you include Hong Kong, but there may be a silver lining. Micron produces chips that go into smartphones and computers. It has chips for infrastructure too, but that's a smaller part of Micron's business. Most of Micron's customers in China were also foreign firms, companies that manufactured their products in China. Technically, they haven't been barred from buying Micron products, so it isn't clear how much Micron will suffer due to China's ban. But despite the possibly weak impact, Beijing's move is still seen as an escalation, a return of fire in the chip war. The question is, how will the US respond to the latest salvo?
14: Scientists say the world's next pandemic could start from a cave like this one. The Planetina Cave stretches more than 1.5 kilometers deep and is home to thousands of bats. Many more caves like it exist throughout the Amazon countless habitats and bat species native to them remain completely unstudied or undiscovered. Brazil itself hosts the third highest number of bat species in the world. Some of the world's most devastating viruses have emerged from bats. Scientists are studying how and why in hopes of preventing future pandemics like COVID-19. But with limited funding, Nine scientists interviewed by Reuters said they don't expect to unravel these pathogenic mysteries anytime soon. And researchers say humanity has been lucky to avoid a major viral spillover from the region so far. Sebastian Charnot is a professor at the Biology Institute at the University of Brasília. If you don't do this now, there may be other outbreaks in the future and end up in the situation we are in today of not knowing where this outbreak comes from, where SARS-CoV-2 comes from, and that's a big problem. Because if we don't know how to identify the path that this virus took, the evolutionary question and how it got to man, we can't fight it. Brazil has more land than any other country where conditions are ripe for a virus to spill over from bats to humans, areas termed jump zones by Reuters. Reuters analysis found that Brazilian jump zones have grown more than 40% over the past two decades. That's 2.5 times faster than similarly risky areas worldwide. Driving the risk is rapid deforestation of the Amazon region. Scientists say deforestation causes stress in bats. And some studies have found that stressed bats could carry more viruses and shed more germs in their saliva, urine and feces. It is very sad to know that we have great potential to discover and prevent new epidemics, new pandemics, and this is not being taken into account, nobody is thinking about it. On the contrary, we are currently having a very large investment in dismantling the environment. Destruction of bat habitats soared during the administration of Jair Bolsonaro, a far-right populist. His government rolled back environmental regulations and slashed funding for scientific research. On his watch, Brazil's health system buckled under COVID-19. Bolsonaro left the presidency in January, 2023. His lawyer said the former president declined to comment. Scientists and health experts warn the country is still ill-equipped to spot a dangerous pathogen, despite chances of a novel virus emerging from the region being high. Bolsonaro's successor, President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has promised to eliminate deforestation in Brazil by 2030. But that would require him to revamp Brazilian law. And powerful legislators allied with Brazil's farm lobby won't make his efforts easy. A Farm Caucus representative told Reuters that the group supports his efforts to halt illegal deforestation, but that legal tree clearing is needed to guarantee food and energy security. Lula's health ministry says it monitors the risk of zoonotic spillover daily through several networks and programs, and it's studying ways to improve surveillance. Meanwhile, deforestation is continuing at a steady pace. Each new incursion offers another opportunity for a new and deadly pathogen to spill over and spread to the rest of Brazil.
2: Why next pandemic?
14: You know what I'm saying, fam? You know, now
2: they
0: said that the next virus is coming from back from Brazil. And they want to... And then they're talking about cutting, chopping trees down in Brazil. So what they're trying to do is build, have a... Problem to have a reason to go down here and chop down these trees and start building stuff and all that. That's the first thing I came in my mind. I don't know about y'all, because that's what I've seen. And now they want to put the pandigamus uh, back that come from Brazil. So, the solution is you know, you know they got these flim flying ways that they got things going on, man. And then you got these Brazilian people making promises, lies, telling the Brazilian people this and that under the, under somebody else. Somebody else got them by the ball. You know what I'm saying? People don't in Brazil. Don't be fooled, man. Don't be pulled fooled by these clowns because they are just puppets. And y'all, if y'all was in the same place y'all was sitting in 50 years ago, why be believing the same crap all the time? Believing all that logic, hope. That Obama lie. Obama when he gave hope, when he was talking about hope, he was talking about the people that identified with him. I'm
15: about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind, I'm trying to find some unity Tired of the foolery, the system abusing me, I gotta ride with a tool of me This shit ain't cool to me, but I'd be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me So I keep two on me, uh, I'd have came a long way from the block with breakdowns Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter, got tired of them shakedowns The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart, I got a lot to say now And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers, I ain't about to play around Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass to want to hear the truth, try to act offended shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darks work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want to teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. What's the piece to Got my eyes behind the scope and I ain't taking number but headshots. I got great aim, but my 4-5 still came with a red dot. I got in this game and I put this bitch in the headline.